Welcome to the Paranormal Journal sponsored by the Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society. The opinions voiced on this show are based on the host and his personal experiences and research into the supernatural. All opinions are just that, opinions. So sit back and enjoy. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Saturday Night Frights with John and Christy, and hopefully Scott will pop in. What's going on, Christy? Hey, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Saturday you hear night. Me all right? Yeah, yeah, here you good. Here you real good. good. So what's going on? Not much. Just, you know, doing our thing, our Saturday thing. Glad to have you nice. back. Yeah, yeah. I've been down for a couple of weeks for family stuff, but I'm back, back in a big way, thank God. I uh I was missing this. I was like, man, I gotta get back to the Saturday night frights. What the hell? Yeah, you got your new mixer, you gotta put it to good use. Hell yeah, I just did an interview with Bill Bean uh, the other night. It was a Thursday night, and uh, I'm going to be putting him on. Um, I don't know, one of those episodes where I, maybe I can't get on, I'll I'll drop him in the uh, yeah, pre-recorded session, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm interviewing Dr. Taff, uh, Dr. Barry Taff, Thursday, this Thursday. So That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm, I got to pre-record it though because he doesn't have a uh, smartphone. So I'm going to pre-record it and then and then uh, publish it. So unfortunately, it'll still be great. Yeah, unfortunately, he won't be able to answer anybody's questions. But uh, he was down to come on, so I said this is the only way I can get him. This is the way I'm going to have to do it. So that'll work though. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna have to. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> so, so what's been going on in the paranormal world with you? Gosh, I, I don't even know. It's been two weeks, so I'm sure like too much to remember. <laughs> I know I, just... I messaged back and forth with Jen a little bit last night after your podcast. Um, I did a just like a pre-investigation psychic tune-in before Sergeant Ghost Ops went in there. Um, last night or the week before? The week before, for before their investigation at the oh, Franklin yeah. House Tavern, um, I he was running a little late, so I took the time to tune in and write stuff down. And I sent it to him before they even went live and started, and I got to show Jen the list last night. And man, O'Day, it was really interesting. Some of the results because she knows a lot more than 
you know, any of us would have known about the history of the building and things that could have tied into some of the information I got. So that was a highlight. That was fun to have the chance to run that by her last night. Yeah. What did she say about everything? Um, I'd have to show you the list. I don't, I don't think you saw it. I know Sarge saw it. Um, there was just, let me, let me see if I can pull it up on my phone while I'm still doing the podcast. Um, if you can hear me, then it's working. Cause I'm looking at my, my photos. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. So I uh, wrote down a list of just as I get information, I just write it down really quick and it went from like a dresser, a shadow man that was being seen. Um, somebody that got shot in their like left side of their face, like a, a jaw area, ear area, the name Andrea. Um, there's just like a whole bunch of stuff, but then she, she validated quite a bit of it. Um, there was, I had picked up on a parade and she said there have been like huge parades celebrations by the lions club. Um, there was a man seen in a mirror like a, a, that I had picked up on, which is, I guess the mirror she was talking about last night in the basement that was leaning up against the wall. Yeah, yep, it's down in the, in the basement. Yeah, that's where they see a, a guy like in period clothing. Yeah, well, I had that on the list. A man seen in a mirror. I didn't realize it was specifically some like in a basement or anything, but I got that. I had picture, uh, picked up on cigars, um, the smell of cigar smoke and like a cigar box. And she said in that area was big into cigar manufacturing. Uh, back in the day, there were a lot of factories in and around the Schaeferstown area. And um, it's just it's just something they have a picture hanging in their dining room of one of the local cigar factories, which I, okay. I didn't I didn't know. I always associate cigars with like Cuba, you know? Yeah. So that was interesting. Um, I had picked up on a stone wall. Obviously, like the building has stone walls, but that. At some point, I think there was like a flood. Oh, hold on, dogs are barking. Sounds like mine. Yep. So, hey, Todd, what's going on? I see you're out there, brother. You ought to jump on, man, and uh, talk a little bit about the front. We're going to talk a little bit about Franklin House, man. Um, yeah, I actually just uh, came back from Franklin House. I was uh, out to dinner with my wife, and I said, hey, let's swing by the uh, the old Franklin House and see what's going on. It uh, it wasn't very crowded in there, so I, we stopped by for a little bit and then uh, shot on home to get to start to do the show. So, yeah, well, what better place to go, right? It's hot, yeah. great food. Yeah, I mean, I said to my wife, I said, let's stop by and check it out uh, and see what's going on. And she was all right, so we stopped by, and there wasn't a whole lot of people in there yet, but it's still early, so yeah, well, I love that place. Um, I feel like there was a flood on one of the stone walls or either, I don't know if it was inside the building or outside somewhere, but I just see like a ton of water running down a stone wall, like a flood situation of, I feel like there's something underneath the basement steps. So she's going to check into that. I feel like it's like prohibition era. Something was stashed and forgotten about and is still there. Yeah. I mean that Uh, underneath the stairs, you can see under the stairs, you can see, uh, you can look in, I, I believe one of the tunnels is right there on the other side of there. Oh, really? 
really but it's filled in with dirt yeah it's filled in with yeah, dirt. Well, yeah i told her i said you might have to dig like it's not just like sitting there so she said she was gonna um get the owner brock and see if they could find anything that'd be really cool if they did yeah but you know it, it was just fun and then with when sarge was live i was tuning into some stuff and we had some um some hits and some cool activity i mean this location is just growing on me every day yeah you gotta Very go interesting there. i, you I hope to soon there. yeah this place is awesome i just pulled up to the place and like yeah i thank god that uh Todd actually found that place because Todd, I think Todd had went there and uh, ate dinner or something. He's like, dude, we got to go to the Franklin house. Is that how like, it worked out? That was yeah. so weird. Yeah, I think Todd Cause... was eating dinner there or something. And then uh, he's like, dude, I'm going to see if we can get in. And he's like, yeah, they said we could get in. I was like, sweet. Yeah, that was that was so weird because Adam was talking to them the week prior. And we were, you know, I asked their one uh, chef. I said, you know, where do you? What restaurant are you at? Because we had just had a long conversation about our dogs and stuff. They said Franklin House Tavern. I said, "Well, that sounds haunted." He's like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> yeah. I said, "Okay, I'm interested." <laughs> oh yeah, hey Todd, what's up, buddy? Yeah, what's no. going on? Yes, then I was just telling or wanted to say how I found this place. Um, one of my coworkers, uh, she knows that I was looking at get it joining a paranormal group, and I was with one. And she knew I liked doing the investigations and that. And she said, hey, this is right up your alley. We went to Franklin House Tavern. And they have these uh, dinners there where you can purchase whatever, the dinner. And then after dinner, you can go investigate the, the establishment. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. So I, I, I started contacting. I said, you know, she shot her an email. I said, hey, um... I'm with HAPS, you know, uh, Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society, and was wondering if we could uh, possibly come in and uh, investigate your establishment. She's like, yeah, 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 come on in, that's great. You got um, something playing in the background? Yeah, it's my wife. <laughs> yeah, you can't barely hear you because it's tuning out to your, your voice. Yeah, just yep. put him on mute there until he's uh, ready. But uh, yeah, um, Franklin House is so cool. That place is so enriched in history and stuff. I'm like, wow. Yeah, and I also just think it's weird that it worked out that I kind of became familiar with it through my husband at the same time you guys did. It's just like, is this meant to be? Yeah, like, totally weird. <laughs> it is weird. You there, it's Tom? not. I'm here. I can still hear the TV. It's pretty loud. Yeah. Going upstairs. Hang on. Yep. Yeah, and it's it's not right right around the corner from either of us. No, no. It takes me about, mm, oh, about an hour to get there. Yeah. It's, it's such a cool place, though. Maybe they have something they want figured out. All right. Is this a little better? Yeah, yeah. That's better. We, I couldn't even hear you. The TV was kind of drowning you out a little bit. So. Go ahead and tell your story again. All right. So it, it was actually a coworker. She knows that uh, that I, I was into the paranormal, you know, looking at joining a, a group. And I started searching around. I got in contact with John, and he brought me on. <clears throat> and I'm like, hey, I'm going to try 
you know, see if I can find a place to investigate. And my coworker said that, uh, said, uh, hey, uh, we're over here at Franklin House Tavern, and they have these dinners where you can, you know, I guess pay a little extra, have a dinner, and then they have also have, like, different murder mysteries and stuff, but they allow you to have dinner, I guess, and go investigate their establishment after dinners and this and that. So I got in contact with the with the establishment, Franklin House Tavern, and I emailed her, said, hey, I'm with HAPS, Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society, and I uh, was wondering if we could uh, possibly set a date and come and investigate with uh, your, your establishment. She's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, set up a date, and, and then we actually did a walkthrough uh, with, uh, I believe it was Carl, and his his kid was there, right, John? Yeah, Kyle. Yeah, I thought that was his kid. Kyle, yeah. Kyle, yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I place did not let that let us down at all. Yeah, oh goodness. yeah. I mean, now that you, you, know, you captured that voice saying Howard, and now it's coinciding with someone that's a patron of the bar, which is Right. Cool as hell. Right. Yeah, I heard that last night. Totally cool. I mean, that voice is really clear too. It's like Howard. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm, that's I'm, so I, cool. I just started reviewing the audio from the last time we were there, and there wasn't so much activity in the ballroom, but it was more in the like rooms two, three, four, five, six, and seven that area. Yeah, dude. Oh, that I was you know where I captured whatever that was last night. I sent you. You remember when we were down talking to her about the Ouija board stuff down in the bar? Well, uh, I captured a voice on the in that third floor ha- hallway. It's like a man saying something like, um, "Don't, don't bring the devil board in here," or something like. Dude, it's really weird. It's it's totally yeah. weird. I was like, "What the hell was that, dude?" Well, I was talking. Or Tom texted me. I sent him the same uh, clip I sent you yesterday. Um, and I think he, he said he, what he heard was, uh, take him home or something like that. I think I got to read the text message that he sent me, but the, the, the one, it, it sounded like there were three voices. The, the last one was yours. You were, you were saying something. Um, but it, it was weird that you were that, or it was mimicked because yeah, you, the voice of what I heard was what thought was you. It was sounds totally like me. random. It sounds it like me, but it's totally real whispery. Random. Like, oh, yeah. oh, it's real whispery. I can't make yeah. it out. It's definitely not me because you hear me talking real clear, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but it sounds like oh, kind of like my voice. Yeah, Tom. Tom said he he heard bring him, and then it said home. Bring him, and then a space, and then home. And what did um, you think you heard, John? I couldn't make out what it was saying. You can hear the voices, but uh, you know the voice, but I couldn't make out what it was saying. Oh mine. It just Oh this this wasn't the devil board comment that somebody no. else thinks said something else. Okay. Yeah, this was uh he this was the E V P that he caught down in the uh, on the second floor when we were setting up our cameras and stuff. We were setting things up and yeah, we were uh, just setting the recorders up at the time. Oh dude, I caught that woman's voice, the room that they blocked off for like thirty years. Yeah. Um I caught a woman's voice in there saying uh, I was just in that room. And I walked out and I looked out that window, you know, that foyer out there where you can sit out there on that deck. I was looking out that window and a voice pops on the recorder and says, get out of that window. But it's a woman. Yeah, it's a woman's voice. I'm like, what the hell? It's like right in the recorder because I set my recorder on that metal shelf. 
that right across from where the DVR system is, their camera system. And um, I'm like, wow, dude, but that is crystal clear, like right into the right into the recorder. Oh, I want to play that clip, that Howard clip too. I'm going to play that for everybody so they can hear it. People out there listening, I got it, I got it tuned up. Yeah, and I want to. Do you have the Devil Board one too? Hear yeah, I mean, look, one. I'm pretty sure I put that one here. Let me check. If not, I can I can get over to my other computer and do it. So I'm gonna play that clip right now. That's definitely saying Howard. Yeah, listen to that accent. It's yeah. almost like a how Howard or something yeah. like that. Howard. Yeah, That's I'm gonna cool. play it again. That's really cool, man. That's like one of the clearest voices that we got. It sounds like a female voice to me. Yeah, that third floor is really active with uh, with females. I, like I said, there was definitely some some you know some brothel stuff going on up there for sure. Like I'll play that. I like that old baby clip too. That's really good. That's definitely some paranormal boom boom back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Do you have that one loaded up? Yeah, I do. I loaded up. Let me let me play that. Yeah, it says it twice. Like, if you really listen, it's like, oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, it sounds like a little a little cry or whimper. Oh, yeah, from, that's definitely. From my end. It's, it's, you got to really just turn up your sound and listen. It's cool as hell. All right, let me turn. <laughs> There's another voice at the end that's more clear. Yeah. Right exactly. right at the very end, like somebody replied to that person. Yeah, I think but, Todd heard it out loud. That's interesting. Well, we lost Todd. Oh. I'm going to play this up again. Yeah, that's Todd. He, he heard it. He actually heard it out loud. He held the old baby out loud. And... uh yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, hey, it could be like a, a mother and her kid too. Yeah, who knows? I mean, voices. There was some really, really cool stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, and I was thinking last night when you were doing the podcast with them not wanting the devil board in there, that came up twice. That came up in your investigation, and Jed said it came up at some point in the past, which is really cool. And I'm just thinking, you know, there, there's a lot of old time spirits that are not okay with people like us that do what we do. It was so yeah. very sacrilegious back in the day. Oh, yeah. That, it was like satanic kind of stuff. Yeah, that, that may be where they draw the line. Like, all right, we'll, we'll talk to these people that are coming in here, but we draw the line at the Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's freaking cool, though. I, I think this might be the clip. Let's see, I, did, I don't think I labeled this clip, but I think this is it all. That's it. That was it. Did you hear it? Did you hear something like devil board? It happened before I, I started paying attention. Can you play it again? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You hear that? Yeah. 
<laughs> that's crazy. That's this is a, something devil board. That's a lot of syllables to get out in a row. Yeah, I'll play it one more time. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh oh. Oops. I'm sorry I did that by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little excited there. That uh, is really, really cool though. Yeah, I mean, I was like, what the hell? That definitely said like like devil board or something. I'm, yeah, I'm really something trying to some, make it out. Something the devil board. Yeah. Let me see, I'm gonna play it again, see if I can make it out on here. Sounds like it says on the devil board or something like that. They got to be talking about the Ouija board. Yeah, they didn't. Did it again. They didn't call it a Ouija board back then. They did call it a devil board. So yeah, that's weird. That is really cool. Yeah, it's totally cool. That place is. And where'd you catch that one? That was in the hallway on the third floor. I had a recorder in the hallway. Just sitting on the uh, there's a chair in the in the hallway at the end of the hallway by the uh, by the stairs, um, and I I stuck the recorder right there and it captured that voice. I was like, "Whoa, that is so cool!" Well, if they know you're coming, they know what your intentions are, like what you're doing there, basically trying to communicate with them. Yeah, and they know the patrons that are visiting. Is I bet you could get with like repeated communication with them a lot of information and just insights and just so many cool things that would line up that you could verify in the building over time. Yeah. Like say there is something buried under the stairs. They may tell you exactly what it is and where to find it, or they just seem really good at communicating. Yeah, I mean that place is it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. It's totally amazing. You're just like, whoa. What the hell? That's awesome. Did I ever let you hear that that thing that case I did in Harrisburg with the girl thought that the devil was uh, haunting her? I don't know. And Is this a long time I, ago or more recently? It was probably about uh probably fifteen years ago. Okay. Uh this girl was thinking the devil was haunting her and um actually captured his voice saying, uh, I'm the devil. That, you did play that, that for me, I think, once. I mean, that was crazy. I was like, what the hell? I mean, that was uh that was pretty awesome. It's amazing how many times you get demon, devil, stuff like that coming through. And it's like you just gotta wonder, is it really? really or are you just like trying to scare us away <laughs> yeah i'm gonna play that clip because i think it's a really good clip it's i'll tell you what when i first heard it um it made the hair stand up on my arm because i've never heard that anything say that it was the devil before yeah it's not and, a good uh, thing to hear on an no, investigation I, mean, <laughs> I didn't hear it out loud either i i captured it on my handheld camera i captured it on my camera i didn't even catch it on the recorder i captured it on a camera and uh I'm like listening to the camera, watching the video, and all of a sudden I hear this. I'm, I'm like, whoa, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I was freaked out. I was like, whoa, man, that's weird. So I'm going to play that clip. Let's let some people see if you can hear it. If you're out there listening, put your headphones on and uh, 
listen to this clip. You're going to hear on the devil. It's real whispery, but uh, it's there. So if they want to make contact. That was yep. it right there. Did you hear it? I did. I'll play it again. So if they want to make contact. Yeah, they were saying, I am the devil. That's yeah. freaking weird. And she yeah. was petrified of like that she was going to get like possessed by the devil or, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, I've never seen anything demonic, so I wouldn't really be too worried about it. But then when I get home and I'm watching the video and I hear this, I'm the devil. I'm like, whoa, that's creepy as all hell. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's as an investigator, it's almost impossible to discern. Okay. She thinks she's being haunted by the devil. Now you have an EVP that backs it up. You think that would be solid evidence, but it's not. It could be no. something playing on her fear. Yeah. And just taking on that image just to get that could be just a, yeah, that, that could be just a regular spirit saying, you know, uh, you know uh, let's try to scare her, you know? Yeah. And uh, because she was in the service and she used to go out, you know, for a drill and stuff. This thing would follow her to drill. It was following her to drill. And uh, other, other service men and women were experiencing the stuff that she'd experienced. Uh, oh. They would come. They would come out of the shower, and uh, she said one time they were coming out of the shower, and one of the towels was on a rack, like a pole, and it was pulled straight out, like someone was holding it out. And everybody was like looking at it, freaking out, and all of a sudden, it just dropped to the floor. It just went right to the floor, and uh, she was freaked out. She said everybody in the barracks was freaked out. They were like, "What the hell is going on in here?" <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, it's it's really hard to determine what's going on but if it has the power to go with her that's, that's creepy that's a little compelling but you know i just for anybody that's listening and interested in you know investigating the paranormal just because it says it's a demon or says it's the devil it doesn't make it automatically so just like if you get scratched you're not automatically marked and gonna get possessed and there's a lot of misconceptions out there but that is interesting that you've got that that's what she was thinking was going on it's following her around. Other people have experienced it. It just gives it a little more credibility. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not the first one to, to say that everything's demonic. You know what I mean? Uh, right, right. I've, I've never really experienced anything demonic. I mean, I've been in places where I thought maybe there may be something negative there or, you know, because it was just not a really good feeling in the house. And I'm not, I'm not psychic by no means. But uh, doing this long enough, you kind of get this feeling mm -hmm. like man yeah. something's not right it's just like a second sense you know like a six a six kind of sense that something's not right you know well, you, just like, you, you do the same wrong. thing when you walk into a room full of people and maybe they just had an argument and stopped doing it when you walked in the room you can feel that tension it's it's the same sort of thing with the spirits you can feel that energy human bodies are just oh, capable yeah. to be in tune to that so Oh, yeah, it's just like, you know, when you're somewhere and, you know, you swear you're not supposed to be and you just get this bad feeling like, yeah, I ain't supposed to be here, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, right? something's going to happen if I stay here, so I'm going to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was talking with Scott earlier today about, you know, he's always said he doesn't have any abilities. But the more that we've worked together, the more... I'm calling him out on certain things that he just doesn't even know he's doing that are similar to the things that I do. 
it's just a matter. I think everybody just has the capability and it depends on how much you're really paying attention to like those gut instincts, those feelings, those thoughts that you have going through your head, the more in tune you are, they're already happening. They're there. Oh yeah. But if you practice paying attention to them enough and acknowledging it and actually acting on it, you start to realize there's something to it. If you wouldn't have said it, if you wouldn't have listened to that instinct, X, Y, Z would or wouldn't have happened. And you start to realize whether it's called psychic abilities or what the human intuition, the instincts that we have are just like genetically and biologically ingrained in us. Oh yeah. That a lot of people do have abilities that they don't realize they have. They just aren't really noticing them. And you you notice them more now because you're investigating, you're seeing that pattern over all these years that when you feel this way, it's usually not a good thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, you get a really bad feeling in your stomach. You're like, oh man, this this doesn't feel right. And they're like, yeah, it's like I, butterflies, anxiety, yeah. sort of feeling when there's something negative around. I always mess with I was I always mess with my guys. I'll say, man, my my girl's radar is up. They're like, why? So my nipples are hard. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, I could cut diamonds with these things right now. They're so hard. <laughs> like, something's gonna happen. <laughs> I just get really nervous, like. And depending on how uncomfortable and nervous I get, I may or may not have to leave and and ground myself. But that's usually my my clue. Yeah, I mean, I, I what I went to Moundsville um, State Penitentiary investigated that, and uh, being a former correction officer, I was um, I was skeptical about going in there. I was like, yeah, should I go in here? Because I don't know, man. This might, you know. I said, maybe I'll get a lot of reactions because I, I know the yeah. prison system and I know, you know, the lingo of being in prison and how to talk to inmates and, and they probably the know that, that you were, Oh that yeah, did well, the job you did. Oh yeah. Well, check this out. I'm in this one of the cell blocks and me and Carl there and something says my name and we, we weren't in there five minutes and I hear this, you know, I didn't hear it. I don't, I don't think I heard it, but I heard this voice say John in the recorder and I'm like, we heard we heard something that sounded like somebody was in a cell, like scuffling around in a cell. And, and Carl said, "You hear that?" And uh, I was like, "Yeah, it sounded like somebody's feet or something like dragging." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah." But after that, it says my name. I get that that clip pulled up. I want to play it and see if you can hear my name. Okay. That was it, right? I don't know if you can hear it real well, but it's like, like stretched out. I'll play it again. I heard the t- at the beginning. Yeah. The- and then the female voice was that somebody that was there with you, or was that a spirit? Yeah, voice? that was um, that was one of the producers from um, Belgium. She was there. Okay. So I just yeah. heard the I heard the beginning of your name. Yeah, it's like John. It's weird. I'll play it again. Right in the beginning, you'll hear it. Yeah, I heard that. It's a It's like a moan almost. I'll play it again. Right there. Yeah. Yep. yep. And the second part's like a whisper, like. <sighs> yeah, and the, the female voice here—that's that's one of the producers. Um, right. But yeah, that was pretty cool. I, and, and we went to another one. Um, where the heck were we? 
we were in red cell this guy's like a famous inmate that was uh murdered uh i think his, his cellmate stabbed him like 57 times or something like that killed him jeez yeah, okay. it was like, yeah, it was like some kind of Aryan Brotherhood kind of thing, and they they wiped him out, and so they killed him. But uh, I, I captured a voice in there saying, "Help me!" and uh, I'll play that clip too. You chill here, huh? Yeah. That was it right there, right at the end, where it's like, "Help me!" Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can hear it or not, but I'll play it again. You chill here, huh? Yeah. yeah, it's kind of, it's like dragged out, like help me. I read at the yeah. end there. Yep. I definitely hear like the help part. Yeah, right, right, listen, right at the end, you were gonna hear it go like help me. It like drags it out. You chill here, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like real whispery, like me. That might be really hard for other people that don't listen to a lot of EVPs to understand, but I definitely heard it. Yeah, well, yeah, some people are not hearing it, but they might not hear it because their ears aren't tuned into it, you know. Yeah, it takes practice. Yeah, it does. It does. But that reminds me, I sent it to you, right? Like, I got my full name for the first time this week come through at Penhurst. Yeah, G- yeah. With a geoport. Yep. It wasn't even there. It wasn't even there. Yeah, I that was, was, that was watching our cool. friends, like Deidre and Jenny Lynn, you know, friends of ours were doing their live investigation and full freaking name came over the geoport. I'm like, eh, hey. <laughs> yeah, that's that's totally crazy. I think, I I think this one. it was a building they haven't investigated before. Really? Yeah. They just like opened that up. It was a new I don't know if it was the first time that they were in there investigating, but I don't it's not a commonly investigated area. I was hmm. like, hey, they know who I am already. That's cool. They really are smart. I mean, spares have the ability to do stuff that blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, when we went there, that place was freaking awesome. I think this is this was in Red Cell too. We got captured some stuff out of it, and actually, the uh, the guy that's like this famous TV star over there, uh, his name is Johnny like Klitz, Klitzko or something like that. He got touched in the cell and he ran out of the cell and wouldn't go back in it. Something yeah. touched him. He oh man, he was gone. I'm not going I, back in there. <laughs> I don't I don't know how well I'd do in a prison, honestly. I I wanna go to old Montana State Prison in the worst way. Apparently my great uncle, my grandfather's brother, was in there three times. Oh, where's that at? Old Montana State Prison. Oh, uh, in Montana? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm like, where the hell is that? I don't never even heard of it. They have a, a newer prison now, but the old one is shut down and it is just it's one of those creepy old gothic looking jails. And uh there's there was some like rioting, like major riots that happened there, and it, it's got quite the history. And I'm super drawn to Montana for some reason. And to find out he was there and three times and was there like during kind of like the worst of the worst with the riots and the famous history of the place it's super interesting now he was only in there for check forgery um it's not like he was a murderer or something he later got out got married moved to florida all that stuff but uh i, I want to get in there I, I think that's my bucket list jail that i'd go to 
Yeah, jails are pretty haunted. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happens in prison. People get murdered, uh, raped. I mean, there's a lot of tragedy that happens in prison. Suicide is real big. Mm-hmm. Real yeah. big in prison. People can't do the time, and they check out. I mean, they check out. You'll just come by, and they'll be hanging. You know, you're like, whoa, that guy's dead. <laughs> you know I, only, I, mean? I only lasted half a day <laughs> in a prison in real life. <laughs> I mean, the first dead guy I've seen... Um, I was working a segregation unit and they had brought a, a guy back from the hospital. Uh, he was going through uh, some kind of uh, alcohol withdrawal or something from the streets. And uh, I was working at a central booking area in Baltimore, a new, actually it was a new facility. They wanted veteran officers in there and I was in there working. They bring the guy back. They said, he's okay. You know, he's going through DTs, which is alcohol um, is a, uh, Alcohol like detox, yeah, detox, yeah, detox, yeah. He's going through. They call him the DTS, and uh, they stuck him in the cell. And uh, you know, I did a round. He was there kneeling like he was praying almost. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay. When I came on a shift, he was like that. And I come around every hour. We do a round, and I come back another hour. He's still there. I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. I'm like, yeah, okay. So I go around again, do it another hour. I'm like, wait a minute, something's wrong. I said, pop. I said, pop forty seven. He pop forty seven. I went in there and I. Today, man, you okay? I touched him on the shoulder. He just fell back. Boom. I was like, oh, there shit, that guy's dead. I'm like, oh, shit. I get down. I'm like, yeah, he's dead. Then we call medical, and uh, they bring him up, and he, sure enough, he had a heart attack from from DTs. But yeah, but not long after that, we started having all kinds of weird stuff on the cell block, uh, like hearing sh- shuffling in the cell, like he's in there, like someone's in the cell, and there's no one there. Right. Uh, we were hearing voices talk back and forth in the cell block which i don't know if it was paranormal or not because inmates like to talk through the toilet so they can talk yeah, they through do. The toilet lines and shit so you're just like oh maybe they're inmates just talking but we would hear voices that down the end of the tier you know you get down and you'd be like there's nobody in there but but the the movement part you know one time i was at the end of the tier and uh i thought i heard a voice say like hey like hey and uh, I turned around, and it's just a dark cell. You know, I'm, like, looking in there, and I shine my flashlight. I'm like, man, that was eerie as shit. You know, I was like, that is totally eerie. And uh, I clicked the light off. I went back to the control center. I was like, man, I'm not going back down there, dude. He's like, why? He's like, I thought I heard a voice. And the guy yeah. I was working with, he was an older guy. He was, oh, man, we hear stuff down there all the time. I was like, what do you mean? See, like, that's ghosts? funny. He's like, like yeah. in a prison full of, like, very real threatening criminals. And, and the ghost freaked you out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, but I mean, the, I the prisoners, and... you're like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I mean, you know what to expect from a, from an inmate, you know what I mean? But, but you got to. No, I'm ghost. the opposite. I you know, know what like, to expect from the ghosts. I don't want to mess with inmates. <laughs> yeah, I'm like walking back there and I'm just like, hear this. I'm like, what the hell? And I, there's no one on that section of the tier, you know what I mean? There's no, there, there was no one on segregation. And I'm like looking over. I took the light in there. I'm like, I'm expecting to see somebody in that cell. You know, I'm like, yep, there's nobody in there. That's oh, that was the weird. segregation unit? Yeah, it was a segregation unit. That yeah. totally makes sense, though. Imagine the amount of energy that is absorbed, like stone tape theory, into those walls when you're sitting there in segregation going freaking crazy. Oh, yeah. There's a I mean, lot of bad no shit that fun. happens in segregation. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the worst people, part of the A lot of people check out. A lot of people check out in segregation. They hang themselves and commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen a bunch of them do it in there. I was just coming in the shift and 
Next thing you know, the coroner's in there. They got the whole section locked down. You're like, what the hell's going on? Oh, man, 48 checked out, 50 checked out. You know, like, oh, boy, not good. They'll tear their sheets up, you know, and then make a rope. Right. That's it. You know, they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like I said, I only spent half a day in a real prison. We're Americans. Oh, I'm sorry for responding to somebody in. uh, Oh, uh, okay. GP man, 45. Hey, what's going on, brother? Yeah, we're all Americans. <laughs> How you doing? First, he says the first time we're here. Glad you come in. Got any questions? Pop them in here. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, the prisons are super, super haunted. I I like investigating them. I've only been able to investigate a couple. I'd like to investigate the old York prison, but uh, oh yeah, I don't think anybody's the ever York been in prison, there. The old Carlisle prison. Yeah, I don't know if people have been in there to investigate them. Like the Cumberland County Jail in Carlisle. Uh, ghost Hunters, original set of Ghost Hunters, I think, was in the Cumberland County Prison down in Carlisle. Really? Ghost Hunters mm-hmm. was in there? Mm-hmm. I think I it was them. I know, I know one group was, and I think it was them. But it's very hard to get in there. Um, wow. Still owned by the county, you know, and is located right next to the courthouse and everything. So, um, yeah, that one's closed down. York, I think, has gone back and forth with, there was a guy that was going to buy it and um, run a, like, I think a tech business out of it. But that was right before COVID. So I don't know if it fell through with COVID, but I think it's still abandoned. Um, Cambria County Prison or Cambria County Jail is abandoned still. Um, a guy has plans to do remodel that into like restaurants and shops and things like that. But again, COVID made it ridiculously expensive. So that's sitting abandoned. Um, not sure what other abandoned prisons we have besides old Montana way out in Montana. I'd tell you what, I, I worked, uh, I worked in a bunch of different prisons and uh, experienced stuff in every one of them. Uh, and I, they always stuck me in a segregation unit cause I was, you know, all strong and into weights and stuff like that. And, uh, they were just like, yeah, they ain't gonna mess with this white boy. So they stick my ass in segregation all the time. And, uh, I'll tell you what, I've experienced some really strange stuff in segregation is it's eerily, eerily quiet. Sometimes when you work the night shift, you're working the graveyard shift and, you know, those guys are sleeping man. they're not up. Uh, it's not like a regular housing unit where we're inmates are up all night long and it's segregation these guys are their time away yeah Yeah, they're they're wrapped up like mummies in their blankets and they're they're sleeping uh only once in a great while you get somebody in there that stays up all night but most of the time they're all asleep and you you just walk by so and you just get an eerie ass feeling sometimes you walk by and you'll be like man that's creepy as shit back here especially if there's no one on the tier and you're you know you're making your rounds by yourself you're just you will hear some stuff, man. You'll hear voices and banging around in the cell. You hear the beds flexing and stuff like boom, like someone sat on them. And you're like, there ain't nobody in there, man. Like you flash the lights and you know, there's no one in there. You're like, yeah, I'm just going back to the control center now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm going yep. back. My, you know? that would be probably <clears throat> my scariest challenge would be to do a prison. I just, I just don't like the idea of it, but at the same time, that's exactly why I like the idea of it. So I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know how well I'd do. 
I got a clip. We were another clip when I was at Moundsville. We were in red, so I'm, I'm going to see. I I got one here. It's either I'm red or I'm dead. I'm going to play this and see if I can make it out. Already, let's see. All right, Red, can you touch one of us? Can't hear anything. Yeah, I didn't hear anything that. All right, Red, can you touch one of us? I didn't hear a damn thing. Right before you said, All right, Red, there was a little whisper in there. Yeah, like right in the beginning, yeah. No, like between the first noises and right before you said, all right, Red, there was like a little whisper, but I couldn't oh, okay. hear what it said. I got another one. This one says kill, I think. Let's see. Yeah, I used to be a CEO, motherfucker. <laughs> I know you're pieces of shit. Oh. I, I didn't hear that one either. What the hell? Well, they're getting yeah. you back. Yeah. <laughs> they're oh, deleting weird. your EVPs. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what the hell? I don't think the whole clip played through. Yeah. yeah, I was provoking that in that cell to try to get something going on. As I said, I did this a long time ago. And um, I, I used to provoke like crazy. And I don't know why I used to do it. It was as stupid as hell. We got a lot of good EVPs in, um, down at the Gothic Jail in DeRitter. Uh, Where Louisiana. Is that oh, Louisiana. Louisiana, the Gothic Hanging Jail. Now, they only hung two people there. They put the noose in specifically for uh, two inmates that needed to be executed. Um, they took a, they, they wanted to get out of town. So they got a cab driver and they murdered the cab driver and stole his cab and his money to try and get out of town. But they were caught and they ended up getting hung, hung at this jail. And we got a lot of good EVPs in there. A lot of good wow. EVPs. And they actually had like a female section and a male section to really? this prison. And the it was one of those jails where it was like a big room with three, six, like six to 12 bunks in a big room rather than them having separate cells. Okay. So they put all the females in this room and all the men in this room and... Scott got the story from the lady that ran their paranormal um, and history tours, but the women it's Louisiana It's summer. There's no air conditioning, right? It's a long time ago. Yeah. It, they would get naked and stand in front of the windows and it's right on the main street in town and just kind of like ha all the people walking by are hooting and hollering at them and they're hooting and hollering back. And they had to build um, bars, a good, what six foot back or so from the window so when they decided to like get naked they couldn't walk up to the window and disturb the whole town <laughs> that's cool uh, you know what i did a case my first case i did a show on it my last episode i did a show i didn't play any uh evps but i'll tell you what that's the first case i ever did as uh the harrisburg area paranormal society it was just like a regular house and mm -hmm. uh, a woman a mutual friend of mine uh, referred me to the case and uh she said a woman that lived there got assaulted by some kind of unseen force in the uh, bedroom she had gotten out of the shower and she was nude and got smacked oh, by something she couldn't that see would yeah suck. so 
as a woman. That yeah. And the bad part the is it, sm- it, it smacked her on the ass, too. <laughs> like, you know how you know, she goes, you know, I was bent over putting a towel on my head and something smacked me on the ass like, uh-uh. really hard. She said, uh, Sage said, would I, be out and about. I'd be she said, I thought it, she said, I thought it was my husband. She said, I turned around and said, damn it, Don, that hurt. And she turned around and there was nobody there. And uh, she, she said she came out into the living room. He was sitting in his chair, and she goes, were you in here and just smacked me? And she's like, no, oh, I got up out of my damn chair. What the hell are you talking about? And she was freaked out. Wow. And they were having, like, minor levels of, like, paranormal activity up to that point. Right. And that was the point to where they were just like, that's it. We're moving out. And uh, they moved out. There's they- a lot of creepy ghost men that watch women in the shower or go to the bathroom sleep at night there's a lot of i mean if they're creeps in life they're creeps in death but i've already seen like quite a few cases where people are watched in the shower Ugh. and they that's can creepy that. yeah, yeah. And here's like i was in there and i was kind of provoking it and uh this is the first time i um hold on let me uh get somebody calling in gp man calling in let's see what uh gp man has to say hey what's going on hey Hello. It's, uh, I'm a first timer, but I really like the subject. I'm glad I came across you guys. Oh, awesome. Glad to have you. Glad to have you aboard. So I'm going to be frank. Uh, so I'm from Dallas, and um, this one thing I can never explain there's a ghost that, I mean, it's very well known. Anybody from the Dallas area, it's the lady of White Rock Lake. And hmm. in the White, White Rock Lake, uh, so the story goes that this young girl, I think she might, might be like a 18-year-old, 19-year-old young girl. Well, it's very common for people to pick her up. Um, usually, it's a, if your uncle did, and this is back in the 90s, of course, I don't know exactly the story, how far it goes back, but basically, you see this this girl walking around in a wet dress, like a big, white, wet, wet dress, and she died there in that lake, but you can pick her up, and she'll tell you where to go, and halfway through the drive, she'll disappear on you, only leaving water on your seat. Whoa, whoa. And this is very common. The White Rock that's, Lake in Dallas. That's crazy. And I'll be honest with you. So I come from an atheist family, like even my uncle. And we don't believe in all that stuff. But if it happens to you, there's no way to explain that. No, no. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. But I just wanted to share that because I remember that day he came home and he was freaked out. He didn't know what to say. I mean, he just, this was like, like 98. So this is a long time ago. I was just a kid, but it was uh, it was something different because basically, you know, the internet wasn't available. It wasn't in your house. And so I got older, you know, that's when I started really using the internet, figure out more about it. But there's been so many, uh, basically, sightings of this lady, the White Rock lady. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's something cool. But another thing, too, in San Antonio, I was in the Army. I was stationed down there. There was a school bus of children that got killed on railroad tracks down in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And if you go there, we tried it. The locals know about it. You put like maybe sand or sugar or flour on your, uh, your pickup truck or on your car on the hood. I mean, on the hood or on the, uh, on the trunk. And you park at that same railroad track. It's closed now, but I mean, you can still go there. And uh, basically you put on neutral and you'll feel your car being pushed off the railroad tracks. And you'll see little handprints all over your car. Where you put the flour or sugar, what you put in on there. It's it's kind of crazy. 
Yeah, I think that's like a common story that almost every single town has one of those. I have one near where I live with the school bus crash and it's a it's a it's a incline though, like it's a trick of the the way oh, the trick of the eye, is. yeah. Real yeah, it's like a eye. smaller hill on a larger hill and your car looks like it's going backwards up the hill. But um there's so many towns that have a story like that with the school bus crash and the little kids kids' handprints. Um but the the one he was talking about with the lady with Scott just being down in Texas, that is not one that I came across in all the research and places that I sent him. That's, That's cool though. That's totally creepy. Uh, uh, you know, you're going to see somebody on the side of the road and, you know, you pick them up and they're soaking wet. And next thing you know, you're driving down the road and she's telling you where to go and she's gone. That's freaky as oil. Yeah, that's that's really crazy. Hey, Sarge. Yeah, and the, the crazy part is if you make it all the way through the directions that she's telling you to go, um, this is what I saw on the internet from other people that, that picked her up, the White Rock Lady Lake, the Lake Lady. Um, basically, you reach out to her her old house where her parents used to live, but oh. I don't think it's anymore. So it, it's kind of crazy. But like I said, it's it's there. Yeah, it's that's a cool that's story. Cool, yeah, thanks for telling us that. That's pretty cool. I'm glad you came across the show and you like it, man. Uh, you know, keep coming back and listening because we're gonna have all kinds of cool stuff. And if you ever hear any more stories or you experience anything, definitely call in, man. Yeah. Well, what's your background? I mean, you guys just kind of travel around looking for things like that oh i'm a paranormal investigator for 20 plus years and uh pretty much do a lot of cases along the east coast from we're from i'm from pennsylvania so is christy um but uh we got it i got into this 20 plus years ago i said it christy well i think christy was into it that long because she contacted me almost Mm -hmm. 20 years ago i think it was a pretty long time ago Wow. Yeah, that's a long, that's a long time. I mean, believe it. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that's just. I mean, time flies. But yeah, twenty years is a long time. Oh yeah, uh, I've seen some stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, like, like I mentioned before, like I don't come from a family, a religious family that believes in all that stuff. But I mean, just in my own travels, so I'm an army veteran and I've been around the world. And man, when you go to places where there's been a lot of death, you can feel it in some something in the air. You can feel like the pain. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing, I'll tell you this. Uh, I've gone to Mexico many times, and I don't know if you've ever been to the pyramid, but the Aztecs, of course, were still here when the uh, massacre happened, when the Spaniards came. And when you go there, you feel this strong energy there, but also you feel this pain. The same yeah, thing. Yeah, Scott was-, was there, but it's, it's a shame he's not on tonight, but what uh, he went down there and uh, yeah. hiked some of those pyramids and everything. He felt so- something similar, I believe. Um, it's, I can't describe it. I mean, I'll just tell you this. When you're there, you can feel it. You know, like you have a bad feeling about something, like maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I shouldn't go out, something like that. Well, you feel it in a different sense, but as if you're, still, you're feeling it as a third party, not as a second party, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I've felt that in a lot of haunted places. You get this really weird feeling. I was, we were just talking about that. I'm like, you'd be in a place and all of a sudden – you get this really weird feeling like uh, you're not supposed to be there or, you know, uh, I describe it like I'm from Baltimore originally. Um, I moved to Pennsylvania 20 years ago, but, you know, you'd be in a different neighborhood and you go to a bar in a different neighborhood and you're like, yeah, you see all the locals looking at you when you walk in and you're like, yeah, this is not, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm going to leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just that kind of feeling when you walk into a place that's really haunted. 
yeah, it, it's it's a different feeling. Like I said, uh, you, you go to places. Uh, I've never been to some of the places over there, like where they had the Battle of Gettysburg, and but some of my friends have, and they say they're pretty much the same experience of feeling this odd energy, basically the, the presence of something bad and hateful happen, if you will. And, and like I mentioned, um, when you're overseas, it's different because you feel it, and you're in you're in the zone, you're in the hot, you know, in the hot stuff. But when you go to pyramids, it you feel it in a different sense. Yeah, uh, I just can't describe it. Yeah, there's another army vet in the uh, chat room now. Uh, disembodied voices, uh, Sarge. He was he's a vet. He's an army vet. He's in the chat room. He's uh, he said, "What's up to you in the chat room?" But uh, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, he said he's a tanker. So but, yeah, and he uh, brought yeah. up Gettysburg. We know Gettysburg well. We're not oh, too far yeah. away. Yeah, I'm only like uh, half an hour, 40 minutes from Gettysburg. Not far at all. Same. I love Gettysburg. That's where I first started investigating was in Gettysburg. I didn't know any place to really go. And uh, I went out to you know Gettysburg, just messing around the battlefield. And lo and behold, the first time I was out there, I caught something. I'm like, oh, man, this is cool. <laughs> like, this stuff's real. Like, And then I hooked up with Don. uh I actually hooked up with Don with a meetup and uh, they had like uh, people that were interested in ghosts and things like that. That's what they were called back then, like a meetup. I think they still have meetups. I'm not sure, but um, I hooked up with him and uh, he's like, dude, you want to meet on the battlefield? I was like, hell yeah, dude, let's go. I'll meet you. And I got off work one night, met him up there and uh, it was history from there. You know, we started just investigating the battlefield like every chance we could get. And, uh, and then we finally created, uh, you know, the Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society, which was was cool as hell. I I was so proud to to form it, and I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. I had like minimum equipment, you know, bought the equipment, and uh, I mean, I bought the equipment and got a case like right away. I was like, man, this is like almost meant to be. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, there was nobody around in our area back then to do that. I mean, that's nah. why I found you 20 years ago. It was weird. I was just like, man, you know, I got a case like right away. And the first case was a doozy. And I was like, whoa, this is freaking awesome. It was actually creepy as hell. <laughs> kind of scary. I was like, man, this, this case kind of kind of scaring me a little bit. <laughs> because the more and more we went and investigated it, the creepier it got. Like more things were happening. And uh, almost like we were charging it up, you know, because I was provoking it and stuff like that. And I really shouldn't have been doing that kind of shit. And uh, What town I, was that in? It was in uh, Westminster, Maryland. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was in, in Westminster, and uh, it was just a little raggedy ass little house, like in the middle of the woods, you know. And it was just like there were houses one, only on one side. There was only one house, and they were probably about thirty or forty feet away from that house. And uh, we went there, and the house was empty. And you know what's really weird too? We went there in July, and uh, I got the key. And I went in, and uh, it was ice cold in the house. Like, the air conditioner was on. There was no power. We didn't have any power at all. The power was cut off. Water was cut off. But the house was cold. I was like, nah, this house should be really hot. And he's like, why? I was like, dude, it's freaking July. It's like 100 degrees. This house should be stifling ass hot. Like, we should be like, it should be unbearable in here. But it was, the, the climate was cool. It was weird. I was and Don was like, "Yeah, it's kind of weird, right?" I'm like, "I mean, you weren't even sweating in the house. That's how 
pool it was. I'm like, hmm, this doesn't make any sense. And he said, what? I was like, this house should be freaking stifling ass hot, man. Like, this is not normal. Like, something's not right. Well, and, now you uh, know they knew you were coming and we're waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, it was but Back freaky. then, you didn't realize they know you're coming. Hell, we weren't even in the house. I was out in the van. I had my work van. And uh, Don was in the house. I only had, like, four camera system back then. Just starting out. And it was the shitty kind with the wires. Christ, I didn't and, have anything. Oh, God. I, I didn't have shit. You know, and I'm just, I'm like, all right, man, I'm set. We think we're big shit, you know. Got the camera, got my van table set up in my work van, and he's running wires in. He comes flying back. I think it's through the door to shut on me. I was like, the door shut on you? He goes, yeah. The and it was the bedroom that where the lady got smacked. And uh, I said, which one was it? So I walked in. He goes, it was this one. Oh, it's the lady who got her butt smacked naked. Yeah, it was the same. It was the first case we ever did as as <laughs> as, as a team. You know, the, I'm the devil one. No, this was oh, that's that was in Harrisburg. Yeah, this was in Westminster, Maryland. And uh, you know, I go in and I'm looking at the door opening. I was like, sure, it wasn't like a draft or something that you know blew the door shut. And he's like, there's no way, dude. Like, there's no no draft in here. I didn't open any other doors or you know, like a back draft. It just slammed shut. It didn't want (laughs) like it didn't want me in there. And I'm just um, thinking if you got a TV show, the names of the cases. The naked butt smack case. <laughs> <laughs> case of the naked butt smack. The ass smack case, you know. It's like <laughs> we called it the Brown case because that's the name of the family was the Browns. So Oh, you um, missed your opportunity with that one. <laughs> yeah. The Brown ass cat crack family. <laughs> I never had that happen. I just got whistled at once. That's all. <laughs> it, it was crazy uh you know he we checked everything to try to make sure you know open doors shut doors to see if it would suction shut and it didn't do it and uh you know we're setting up the cameras and, and things are just happening like right away and um we're like what the hell man this is this is crazy i wasn't expecting this so uh you know we, we did that investigation and we we came out with a bunch of stuff and you know, we we're just hearing like bangs and you know, sound like the uh the the cabinet doors were opening and closing, the drawers were opening and closing. Well, cause I had audio running from the house to the van. And dude, we go in there and there was nothing out of place. Like you were just like, What the hell was that? Like I don't know if it was phantom like residual uh noises or they were really opening and closing, but we we would move the camera and uh to the kitchen nothing would happen and things would happen in the room where we moved the camera like a door would open yeah or, you know i'm like god this thing's smart man like it's really intelligent it's doing things that it knows we're moving the cameras and stuff so we had taken a camera up into the attic because they said they would hear like shit up in the attic like things are moving around the attic and there's nothing in the attic except a big ass roll of carpet and uh, nothing else did you check the roll of carpet that's a good spot for dead bodies yeah, yeah, there was people roll them up in in, yeah. in the carpet was, all the time. <laughs> it was definitely a roll of carpet, but there wasn't any body in it. But uh, some weird shit was happening in the attic. Um, Don went up into the attic, and we we screwed a camera to one of the joists in the attic. And at one point in the night, we're watching the camera, and something grabs the camera and pulls the camera down. It pulls the camera down and then pulls it back up into position. And there's nobody in the house. Me and Don are out in the van and it's just me and him and i'm like dude why did that camera do that he's like camera moved i was like damn right it moved it went down and then it went back up into the position 
And uh, yeah, we went in there, went up into the attic, and there was there was nothing there. There was nothing there. I'm like, what in the hell? And uh, we we heard a lot of. I actually captured someone audio. We heard a lot of banging up there, and uh, at one point we set a, a motion sensor up there, a doorbell motion sensor, and it went off. And Don didn't hear it. You hear Don say it. It's not paranormal because he set it off. And uh, at that time, he didn't hear it, but a voice pops over the uh, the motion sensor, and it's a female. And it says, help me, like, help me, please help me. And we didn't even hear it until we got home and we started listening to the audio. And uh, Don's like, dude, I hear uh, I hear a, uh, a voice over the, the motion sensor. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, I hear it. And it, it, it was crazy. Like, you definitely heard a woman saying, help me, please help me. And, uh, yeah, at one point I was provoking in, uh, I think it was the middle room. And this moon lets out one of the walls. And I'm going to play that clip for everybody to hear it. But this moon lets out. It's, it was creepy as all hell. I'll play this clip. That was John. That was me sniffling, sorry. That's definitely what it sounded like. I'll play that clip again. That was John. That was me sniffling, sorry. sound like whoa, it was weird it's like it was like emanating through the wall behind me i'm like whoa this dude i bleeped out the cussing but that was cussing a little bit i was like what the f- is that <laughs> well, that sounds like a woman just uh i felt that that sounded like a really desperate cry it was it was creepy as a hell but i was provoking like right before that and this lets out i'm like whoa man that's that's uh that's really weird and I, later on, you know, through the night, we we started hearing banging up in the attic, and we went into this little room. It's like a laundry room, and that's where you get up into the attic was through the laundry room. And uh, we recorded some stuff, and I'm, I'm going to play that clip right now. Can you make a knock for us? Whoa, whoa. Did you hear that? Again? 
Can you do that again for us, please? Thank you. Thank you. That is awesome. We are hearing you. Can you say something to us this time? Can you talk to us, please? Yeah, did you hear all that banging stuff? There was all kinds of stuff banging around up there. Yeah, I heard the banging, but I also heard like that female voice. Was that something in the environment, like a real person, or was that the no? There was, was there was something up in the attic. Yeah, it was making all kinds of noise. It's just like her, the same voice that did that cry sound. Yeah, that moan. Yeah. Yeah, that house. Like was she was like, really trying to communicate. Oh yeah, she definitely communicated. I'm, I'm gonna find that clip with the. Uh, the motion sensor went off. Oh, my God. That was, like, super creepy. Adam wanted to know if uh, you guys have ever been to any of the restaurants that are haunted down in Gettysburg. Uh, I've been to Dobbin House. I never investigated it. I ate there, but uh, <laughs> I've never investigated it. It's hard to get in a lot of those places over there. Just yeah, because the, all Farnsworth. the locals. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been in Jenny Wade. I've been in the Jenny Wade House. And... Uh, the orphanage I've been in there. Uh, other than that, uh, just basically the battlefield, a lot of those places, you know, you got to grease some wheels to get into it over there because the locals got it like sewed up, man. It's like hard to get in. Yeah, we did Farnsworth, Adam's friends with JR, that it was a Farnsworth house. Oh, um, okay, yeah. Farnsworth's cool. Yeah, we didn't have, like, a lot of activity the night that we were there. No, we didn't have, like, rooms booked or anything. We just kind of ran around the property, the building, uh, for the night. And the the one thing that we got was up in the attic that supposedly the sharpshooter whose bullet killed Jenny Wade shot from the Farnsworth house. That's the story. Um, and we got on the spirit box, you know, Cassie and Kendall were there from you know, Kendall's her friend that was on Psychic Kids also. And they were both getting that the guy really just wanted us out of there. He didn't want to talk to us. Having women and kids around made him really sad because he missed his family. And so we had the spirit box out and I said, you know, if you want us to leave, all you have to do is tell us and we'll leave. And it said, get out or leave or something like that. And then we asked him to repeat it and he said it again. So we left, but that's basically the activity that we got while we were there that we actually were able to capture, you know, other than that, yeah. it was pretty quiet that night. I mean, I, I investigated um, the Farnsworth, I'm not the Farnsworth, uh, the Jenny Wade and the orphanage and they were both cool places. I mean, we had a, a, a the group I was with, they kind of sucked, but, those retards took, you only got four hours and those idiots take three hours to set their equipment up. I'm like, you guys are dumb as all hell, dude. Like, I'm going to go investigate. I have my handheld, my recorders. I'm like, I'm gone. I went over to the orphanage while those dummies waited uh, three hours setting up their stuff. I'm like, I already had a ton of stuff that I had captured and 
I was like, you guys are a bunch of dummies, dude. Like, <laughs> you wasted three hours. You have one hour to investigate. Like, what are you going to catch? You know? You have a bunch of people that want to go to the orphanage. Scott wants to go. Um, Kendall and her mom want to go. I know Cassie wants to go. I want to go. Orphanage is super cool. It's haunted. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I wanted to get in the apartments upstairs, though. That would be the coolest thing. I have a really cool picture that we took when we we took Cassie down for a ghost walk on her 10th birthday. And she was taking pictures. And she got a really good one of what looks like something coming out of one of the windows of the apartments above the orphanage. And then there's something else that Scott saw later when I showed him the picture coming out of the roof right below the window that looks like a skeleton ghost. It's it's a really creepy-looking picture. Uh, you know, when we went to Fort Mifflin, uh, a guy that we were up there with, he captured a really cool picture on a uh, game show camera in the uh, commandment's house in the middle of the uh, fort. And it looks like a skeleton, like coming out of the fireplace. It's it's pretty wild looking. Yeah. We were all like, man, the guy's like, oh, that's me. I'm like, that is not you, dude. He goes, oh, that's me. I'm like, how's the skeleton looking like you? That doesn't look nothing <laughs> like you. He's like, I'm telling you, that's me. I'm like, that's not you, dude. There's no way. We all looked at the picture like, dude, you can see the bones on the fingers. Like, it has a hand, like stretched over like it looks like it's holding something and you can see the bones in the fingers i'm like dude that's not you there's no way that's yeah you. this is the same guy that never got any kind of like evps or nothing and i'm like he went like haunted ass places and he's not getting anything i'm like there's something wrong with you or you just can't hear or something i don't know what your problem is but yeah you know, i was like this guy's weird <laughs> but here's that voice i was telling you with the woman talking over the motion sensor i want to play that clip You hear that? Yeah, sound like help me something. Yeah, help me, please help me. I'll play it again. Yeah. Yeah, it's help, help me, please help me. And now does yeah. she set the sensor off or does someone else? Don Don sent the sensor off. He was up in the attic. I, I cut that clip that part off, but he says it's not paranormal, it's me. But he never even heard the woman's voice when he was up there. We didn't hear it until we got home. And uh, he sent the clip. He's like, dude, remember when I set the motion sensor off? I was like, yeah. He goes, I say it's not paranormal. He goes, yeah. I said, there's a woman's voice over the motion sensor. He said, I did not hear that when I was up there. And uh, it, we captured it. It was cool. Yeah, that's really clear. Yeah, it was, it was freaking awesome. I was like, dude, that's a good-ass clip, man. <laughs> you know? It is. I mean, and this was your first case still? The same my one? first case ever. Wow. That would have blown my mind as my as, first case. Yeah, as our, as, you know, the Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society, that's our first case. And I'm like, dude, this case is freaking awesome, dude. We're, we're catching all kinds of stuff, man. The voice would knock responses. I mean, we captured a ton of stuff, and we're... I was like, man, maybe we're just we're meant to be doing this kind of shit. You know, I just I don't get it. It was it was strange. I feel for that woman though. She's got a lot of emotion in her voice. Yeah, something happened. Whoever was in that place, you know, did something to these people. I don't know. We didn't, you know, we went into the history of it, and there was no murders or anything. You know, well, like, it was you know, hard to research back then. You may find something now, but back then it was really hard to dig that sort of stuff up. Yeah, I mean, we didn't find. 
anything. And I'm like, why are we not finding anything? You know? It didn't make any sense. You know what I'm mad at? I'm mad that when I spoke to you 20 years ago, I focused on bringing you into that restaurant or calling about the restaurant for my boss. I'd never had you come to my apartment. I sh- if, if I would have known you had all that gear and stuff, we should have checked out my old haunted apartment. Oh, that would have been cool. It was way more fun. active than the restaurant. <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah, I remember you contacted me about that. You said, didn't I contact you? I was like, yeah, but as a matter of fact, we did the Frankenberg Tavern, like, I think a week later after I talked to you about that. And because uh, I said, yeah, nothing ever came about the restaurant. I think that uh, they didn't do it or something. I, I think we were yeah, I don't know to, what she happen. really wanted. You know, I was just supposed to find people for her to contact. And then I think you spoke with her after that. So I don't. I don't know what came of it. Yeah, I did talk to her. She said, yeah, I'd like to have you in. And I said, okay, well, give me a date or when you want us to come in, and we'll come in. And uh, she never got back to me. So I was like, okay. I had Frankenberger already lined up. So I was like, well, we'll, we'll hit the Frankenberger. We did Frankenberger like three or four times. But I think now to get in there, you have to pay. I'd pay to go in there. In the Frankenberger Tavern, yeah. I think you have to but pay to get in there. I've always just checked that place out. I'd it's like haunted. To go in it. Well, it's I haunted. bet. Yeah, it's definitely haunted. I, we caught a bunch of stuff, and one of my investigators got touched. It's so um, tiny, though. Yeah. And right on the main drag, it it has some challenges. It does. It's loud until like two in the morning, three in the morning after all the people get out of the bars and stuff. And well, we don't have like our friends in the party house across the street anymore, so it'd probably be quieter now. They're probably <laughs> your friends that came over to the van, some bitches. More than likely. <laughs> There's always drunk people leaving that place that could have interrupted your investigation. <laughs> yeah, it's freaking Don's like we're we're in the van looking at the video. We're just taking a break and some drunk ass guy walks up to the window of the van. I guarantee you, we know who that was. He's like, what are, you, <laughs> what are you doing in there? I was like, I opened the door and Don goes, Don's like, Johnny, better get up here, dude. There's a guy looking in the window. I was like, Oh man, he's just some drunk ass dude, man. I said, he ain't gonna bother nobody. Because he won't go away, dude. Like I get out of the van. <laughs> He looks at me. He's like swaying back and forth. I'm like, what do you want? He's like, what are you doing in there? What are you doing? A gangbang or something? I was like, get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> I mean, oh, I was God. Like, I'm trying to do something. Get out of here. He's like, I'm watching you. I was like, get, yeah, get your drunk ass down. <laughs> I have to ask Adam which one of his friends that sounds like. <laughs> oh, I was like, what are you doing in there? You guys having a gangbang or something? <laughs> said, oh, dear. I was like, get the hell out of here, dude. <laughs> man i did some uh i did some research and digging into the area again this week because i go down that whole rabbit hole learned a lot of cool stuff about like cumberland county in general but going back to like pete's cafe from what i was reading you know the susquehanna indians came after the algonquin indians and they were you know, pretty prevalent in the area, but they didn't really have like a like a town, a little Indian village. The only one that they found was right there in New Cumberland along the river by the bridge. Where's Pete's Cafe? Or where was Pete's Cafe? Now it's called something else. Right in that area. Yeah. It's the only Susquehannock Indian village they found in the area. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. We just did a case in Dolphin and uh, that little wooded area back there. That place is really, really haunted. There's a lot. Of, 
Almost every house back there has paranormal activity. Adam's mom to, used to live in Dauphin. And it's got to be because of the land. I mean, it's all Native American around there, and they all experience the same kind of things. It's like knocking on the doors. Um, you'll hear, they said, they'll hear three knocks on the door, and they go to the door, and nobody's there. Every every place I investigated back there said the same thing. And we just did one, uh, was it a month ago? It's probably Skinwalker. It's something. I don't know. I, <laughs> They said they see like a wolf around there too, but we investigated a house that had a wolf and uh, it was, they had a freaking wolf as a pet. It was a freaking wolf. I'm like, yeah, we used to have a wolf. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, we owned a wolf. He's dead now. But, really? You know, Adam hey. said his mom used to tell him about the knocking because she really? used to live yeah. in Dolphin. Yeah. So everybody in that freaking hole that lived back in those woods, all of them experienced the same thing. Like just knocking on the front door to go to the front door, no one's there. Hmm. Knocking on the back door, no one's there. You're like, what in the hell? Uh, and I, I talked to several neighbors that were around, like two of the houses that I uh, investigated, and they too experienced the same thing. It's like knocking on the doors. They go there, no one's there. Pretty weird. Totally weird. Like the house we did, uh, this kid has uh, uh, almost like uh What's it called? Uh, um, oh my god! Totally dumb. like Aspergers or something like that. Aspergers or autism? Aspergers, yeah, yeah. He's like autis- autistic almost. Mm-hmm. And uh, which I got, I got. I'm gonna play this EVP. I caught a really cool, cool EVP. Um, Nick is like, Can you tell us how many people are here and stuff like that. Well, a voice happens, and then they don't hear it, but the uh, boy responds to it. He says. I have a weird pressure in my head right after the EVP says this and he doesn't hear it and Nick doesn't hear it, but I'll let you hear this voice response. I'm going to play it right now. How many people are there here? For a few moments there, there was a heavy pressure on my head. On your head? Yeah. Like pushing down? Yes. Or- I, don't I, mean, know if I can't you make it. out. I can't make yeah. out what it says, but I hear it. Let me, let me try to play it again. To, when I isolate it on the computer, it sounds like a couple thousand. That's what it sounds like. How many people are there here? For a few moments there, there was a heavy pressure on my head. On your head. Yeah. Like pushing down. Yes. Did you hear it there? I heard a couple, but I didn't yep. hear a thousand. Yeah, it's like right it's like a couple thousand. I'll play it again. I'm trying to tune it up on here a little bit on the mixer. How many people are there here? For a few moments there there was a heavy pressure on my head. On your head. Yeah. Like pushing down. Yes. Slowly. Yeah, it's like right after that, so you hear like thousands. It's a really whispery. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I isolated it on here, and I can hear it really well. I need to take the hiss and everything out of it, but that was just in the short time that I was listening to it. I was like, wow, man, like I called the EVP right there. You know, I was like, that's definitely a voice. And the kid, the kid reacts to it too, like saying he had mm-hmm. pressure in his head. So that's pretty cool. It is. It's it's definitely good when you get something and you can back it up with something else. Yeah, because he's that's you know, the he, goal. He's reacting to it. 
Yeah. He's definitely reacting to it. Which is crazy. You know, you're just like, wow. He's he's you're hearing something and he's uh he's responding to it. Yeah, well, there's a there's a big connection and tie with people with ADHD, autism, and having abilities or being at least able to sense stuff like that going on around them. So that doesn't surprise me. No, me either. It's cool though. I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I, I, you know, I got some EVPs from that Mount Joy case. I found some that was. Uh, <clears throat> oh, that's video. It's a light anomaly. I think got some, some light anomalies in that case. This is the one that you and I have been looking into. That yeah. Mount Joy case. Yeah. Here's the one right here. This is a really cool EVP. This is the one that says cancer killed me. This is this weird. I mean, I kept hearing his voice, man. I was like, damn, I'm hearing this. I couldn't make it out at first, but uh, when I got home, I put it on the recorder and uh, on the computer, and I was like, oh my God, that's saying like cancer killed me. I'm going to play that clip. Say hello. I hear whispering like a female whispering for some reason. Uh, Did you hear it? Not really. All right, I'm gonna play it again. It's right in the like in the beginning. Yeah, I could it's hear kinda, where it's kind of broken up. It's like cancer. I can I can point it out once it starts playing on here. Say hello. There. It's it's validating what the person died from. You know what I mean? I'm just like, it's, and he acknowledges that cancer killed him. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty awesome. That's some kind of validation that there's something else after you die. Like you, there's some kind of subconscious is living on for sure, without a doubt. Yeah. It doesn't. So I guess I'm gonna add to that. Um, have you ever had the experience where you guys don't hear anything, but maybe you're you know your recorder or your video camera catches something you didn't see or you heard. Oh yeah. That, that, helps. that happens all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I used to call my grandma and she lives in Mexico and in that town where she's from, there is a lot of witchcraft and a lot of things that happened long ago, a lot of stuff. And I remember when I used to call her on the phone, I would hear voices. I would hear all kinds of stuff. She couldn't hear it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, ignore it, just ignore it. Whatever it is, just ignore it. But I remember one time I took a camcorder down there and record some stuff, and you can hear on the audio you voices and whatnot. And it's kind of creepy because we were in that room, and we didn't hear nothing. But on, on camera, on the camcorder, they picked up the audio, which is really strange. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I've, I've had that happen. That one where I, clip I played where I'm the devil, I didn't hear that at all. But my camcorder picked it up. When I when you hear that clip on the double, you hear that bling in the beginning. That's my I turn my camcorder on, and right after that, you hear I'm the devil. 
you know, it's like right after that. And I'm like, I'd never heard it. But when I got home and played it, I'm like, oh, that's a voice saying I'm the devil. Oh, that's pretty creepy. Yeah, Scott get that and I get that all the time because he's on location and I'm at my house. So I hear a lot of live EVPs that he's not hearing in real time. And I, I mean, that even happened with Sarge at the Franklin House Tavern this past weekend. I sent him an EVP or two EVPs right after the live ended. Um, they just come through really well on that end, but you don't hear them in person all the time. Um, Sarge wanted to know if I told you about the George Washington thing at the Franklin House Tavern, but I don't know the story that well because that happened when I wasn't watching the live. He should come on and tell you himself. <laughs> yeah, I, I listened to a show. Uh, I downloaded this show and listened to it. That's how I, I heard about it. That they were getting it over the um the voice box of uh, the uh three Oculus. things. I think he said the three different devices. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna play. Um, I'm gonna play this clip that says my name in that Mountjoy house. It says my name like really clear. It's real whispery though, but I hear it out loud. The other person that I heard uh, didn't didn't hear it, but I heard it. I'm going to play it, see if everybody can hear it. Do you hear the shirt song? What did you hear? Sorry, I said my fucking name. Hmm? Sorry, I said my name. Oh. Did you hear it? No, because it was a long it. clip, and I'm like, okay, when am I yeah. going to hear it? <laughs> yeah, I should have cut it down a little bit. But, yeah, it's, right before I say that, it, when I say I heard something, it's like this whispery voice like, John, I'll play it again. Okay. Right there. What did you hear? Sorry, I said my fucking name. Hmm? Sorry, I said my name. Oh. Well, now that I know what I'm listening for, I heard it three times. Because yeah. that's what happens when you tell somebody what to listen for. <laughs> so you might want to listen again. I don't know if it's just me or if you would hear it too. But yeah, in, the white, in the white noise three times. Yeah. This is another clip. I was telling you, man, this, this girl was reaching out, man, because she kept saying, help me, help me, help me. This is the same clip in the Mount Joy house where I caught the, the help me. I think I heard this one out loud, too. Right there. Right in the beginning. Mm -hmm. That's super clear. And that's like mixing with you moving, moving. your clothing. Yep. Yeah. And I try to tell people that, that you know, I talked to the guys from Ghost Hunters and uh, Steve's like, oh, that's uh, Audio Delia or some crazy shit he said. I was like, no, 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 dude. They were using reverbial noises to talk. I said, they're voices. That's not no the sound of my jacket making a voice. That's a voice. You know what I mean? I, I don't give a shit what he says. That's a voice. That's it saying is. help me. 
that ain't no that's my jacket moving but it's using that noise to speak i guess i mean it could go either way you that could is, be hearing help me with it i guess clothes can sound like help me but that's pretty convincing yeah i mean that sounds like help me to me i'm playing it, again. it does it literally does sound like it yeah 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 like like I'm, I'm taking. I was taking my jacket off, and I, I had uh, the headphones on, and I was like, "Help oh, me!" I was like, "Dude, I just heard help me." You know, like really, I was like, "Yeah." It was just your jacket crying for help. Yeah, maybe it was, it was get <laughs> off of a fat guy or something. Get off of that fat guy. You know, it's know. your it clothes weird. crying. <laughs> yeah, he's too fat. Get that jacket off. Help me. This yeah. reminded me. What is that? Chris Farley movie, fat guy in a little yeah. coat. <laughs> yeah, I had like a windbreaker on too. I was like making all kinds of noise. I was like, I gotta take this thing off. <laughs> it was like contaminate my my audio every time I move. It was like, shh, 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 shh. oh, yeah, I'm taking this shit off. It's making too much noise. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as hell. Yeah, was it the ghost or was it your clothes? Yeah. That <laughs> we'll was definitely know. a voice, without a doubt. So what would we name that episode? The case of the crying jacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Let me see. I'll have this uh, your your work documented like on a YouTube channel or something like that. What's that? Do you have like your work documented or you know maybe some of your your work saved somewhere? No, no, I haven't put a whole lot out there. I, I have stuff on YouTube, but. Uh... And you get a lot of people out there that like to talk a lot of mad trash about your stuff. So I, I don't really put it out there for people because there's always these so-called experts that think they know everything about the paranormal and they really don't know jack shit. You know, they, they watch TV shows and they think they're, uh, you know, the, the greatest paranormal investigator in the world. And really they're, they're really a whole lot of nothing. But they're well, quick Scott and I have some cool stuff up, but it's on know. Facebook mostly. Yeah, people are quick to say you're a fraud and you're this or you're that or, you know, but if you put a video up of something, oh, yeah, well, that can be fake. And, like, dude, I'm not in this to fake anything. That's a waste of my time to fake something, you know what I mean? Like, if if, if I was going to fake something, why would I be doing this? It doesn't even make any sense. There are people out here to do it to try to get some kind of uh, notoriety, or, notoriety or fame or something like that, but, um, you know, I'm not in, in it for that at all. I just want people to know this stuff's real. You know, this stuff is real. Uh, I got into it to disprove stuff, but uh, I, I can't disprove it anymore. It's not disprovable. There's more things that we, we just can't, can't explain it. It's unexplainable. Is there an answer to it? I, I don't know. I, I can't give you an answer to it. I don't think anybody can. I mean, there's stuff out there, but what is it? Yeah, something's going on. Yeah, what is it? I have no idea what it is. Is it a ghost? Yeah. That I don't would know. bring me to my next point, though. I would say, like, the reason when I when I called in, I was kind of tempted not to call because I really don't know you guys. But that story about the, the lady at the White Rock Lake here in Dallas, I've kept that to myself for a long time. Because if you tell somebody, just a regular Joe, that, hey, you know, this happened in my family or, hey, this crazy thing happened to me, I heard voices or they're going to think you're crazy or something's wrong with you. And that's the reason why I think many folks keep to themselves because you don't know what the, uh, Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, we're, we were raised in the eighties and nineties. You didn't, you didn't talk about this stuff. It's way more common now, 
but I'm just glad people like you are tuning in and listening and finally telling stories. I mean, I think he's the what, second or third person that's called in and kind of mentioned that, that they were comfortable talking about what happened to him. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why we do what we do, not just to like help ghosts, but help people realize like, you know, you're not crazy. This stuff does happen. Yeah. I mean, we want, we want people to call in. You can't really, you can't prove it or disprove it. So there's no way of really, you know, how to show your, your proof. It's just, you just got to go by, hey, this happened to me. Do you believe me or not? So it's kind of like, there's no way around it. You can't prove it or not. So that's why you kind of keep to yourself because nobody wants to think you're cuckoo. <laughs> that's just the way no, it is. No, no. I mean, and people, you know, a lot of people in cases that you do, they're they're hearing voices in their house and stuff like that. They think they're going crazy, and they're really not. Like they're sometimes it's only affecting one family member in the house. It's not affecting everybody. It's just drawing its attention to one person, and that one person thinks, "Man, I'm going crazy. I'm hearing voices. I'm hearing my name called." Uh, you know, they think they're going crazy. I've had a lot of cases like that. You know, and they're like, "I don't, I don't want to tell anybody because I think I'm like I'm having some mental issues." You know, like there's something going on psychologically when really it's not. When we come in. We come in to kind of prove that there is something going on. There is something we are experiencing. You are experiencing these voices. We captured them. Mm-hmm. You're not going crazy. You know what I mean? We're validating what you're experiencing. Well, and I'll tell you what, though. Like, ever since I've been open to talk about this, like, I'm shocked how many people do have, like, a positive response. It's almost like anytime you talk about this stuff, somebody's got a story to tell you that they've never felt comfortable really bringing up either at all or maybe to one or two people in their life, there's just a good percentage of people out there walking around that have experienced the paranormal and are afraid to talk about it. And that sucks because, no, you're not crazy. And the people that don't believe it, maybe they're just overly religious or they're scared or whatever. There's a lot of really receptive people out there, though. When you do finally say something, you'd be surprised how many people be like, me too, and tell you their story. Yeah. I love the fact that I love the fact that people call in. I, that's I'm trying to get more people to call in like that and tell their stories. They're, they're, they're real stories of what's really going on. Uh, but you know, you got to grow the podcast to get out to more listeners, and uh, that's what that's what we're trying to do. Right, and I think that's the biggest stigma of you know folks coming forth and actually sharing their experiences and stories that you know they're kind of they kept within themselves uh, for that same reason that they don't want nobody to think they're crazy. But when you look at it, I mean, the logical reason behind it, what is there to gain? I mean, I'm not trying to you know, mm-hmm. gain it. I mean, I'm just trying to share my experience and, you know, validate that I'm not crazy. Like, this did happen. I just can't prove it. Exactly. Exactly. There are things that are unexplainable that there are no answers to. Uh, it's, a, it's a pseudoscience that we're, we're dealing with ourselves. It's not a really a legitimate science. We're trying to, you know, as paranormal investigators, groups like mine and Sarge's and you know, other, a lot of other groups out there are trying to make it legitimate and do the right thing. But then you got these people out here that are totally fraudulent. And there are people that are frauds and they, they do want to make themselves seem like they're some kind of celebrity. And really, they're not a celebrity. They're a nobody, you know, and it, it just makes people makes people like us look bad when people like that are doing stupid ass stuff, you know, faking stuff. 
telling well, you lies. You can't I mean, get to the bottom. You can't yeah. get to the bottom of what's really happening when every five seconds there's another team out there making stuff up to get attention. It, it's just, yeah, it's there's there's definitely like a one step forward, two step back situation. Yeah, it sucks. You know, you're just like, man, what the hell, dude? You can't you can't catch a break with it. You know, you I can't. Think one- in the beginning, I asked you guys if y'all were uh, American or a Canadian because that makes a big difference. And the, where I'm going with this is because in the 90s, I remember the uh, motion picture of the Blair Witch Project. That oh, yeah. Kind of, that stirred a lot of uh, basically fake people out there to do fake documentaries and, you know, just fake footage and all that just for just for profit. And I think that's why a lot of people are like, no, nah, this can't be real. The Blair Witch Project was fake and everybody else who followed to make profit has been fake and disproven. So I think that's what the stigma is here in America about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody's trying to make a buck off of something that's negative too, like demonic things and stuff like that. I, you know, I've never seen anything demonic. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've been in cases that were negative that they felt negative. Like there was something not nice there, but uh, for me to say that it was a demon, I, I have no proof to validate that whatsoever. And I'm not going to claim something that I'm really not sure on what it was. You know, I'm just not going to do that. But some people try to make a living off of, you know, saying things are demons and demonic and everything's the devil. And I mean, let's make us. It's, it's obvious that it's a big moneymaker because look at the movies that are out now. Yeah. It catches people's attention. That's what they want to see. Yeah, it's this it's this unknown of horror. You know what I mean? Like, could it be real? Is the supernatural real? Is the demons real? Can it possess you? Can it kill you? Things like you know what I mean? It's like and then you get the conjuring movies that are total Well, he says Blair Witch, but look at what the Warrens did. Yeah. You know, whether whether you believe that the Warrens were a hundred percent truthful and did all the things they say they did and then made movies, or you believe the opposite, that they just were attention seekers that knew how to sell a story and make a profit off of it. Either way, like it, it set up people to be looking for that level of activity, that kind of craziness, and other yeah. people that want to make that happen so they get that attention too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in a lot of cases, man, you go investigate, and sometimes it's so quiet you can hear a mouse pissing on cotton. It's, uh, it's that quiet. You don't have anything happen all night. And, you know, you watch some of these movies and some of these other paranormal groups that are out there posting things. Are, oh, man, the activity is crazy. Stuff flying off the walls and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, I've yet to see that in 20 plus years of where activity is that crazy, where you had to bail out of the house and not come back. I've, I've never been in a case like that. I've, I've seen groups five minutes after they get to a location posting fake photos of full-bodied apparitions. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah, I mean, get real. You know, you had that knocked up and ready to go before you even left the house. Yeah, that was already that was already, already loaded up and ready to rock and roll, you know? Yeah, I it's mean, like, it's really bad. Or, like, it's their own voice on an EVP, and you can clearly tell because yeah, they mean, have a distinctive are, voice. Yeah, there are voices that get mimicked because I've had it happen, but... Yeah, there's so many people out here faking stuff. It's just, and it's all for like a a publicity kind of thing. Like they're going to get famous, and that's not what we're doing it for to get famous. You know, I mean, I'm doing a podcast because I want to do it, and I want to, you know, enlighten people to what's really going on out here. 
you know, there is paranormal things. There are UFOs. There are cryptids that are in our woods in this this country and other countries around the world. There are these Bigfoot kind of things. There are Bigfoots. Without a doubt, there's Bigfoot. There are UFOs that come to this world and visit it. I've seen one. Uh, if I didn't see it, then I might say I might be skeptical, but I have seen one. And uh, it was real. It it was unbelievable. It changed my life, actually, of what I believed in in in, in paranormal stuff and UFO stuff. And so what got me into it, really, was seeing that UFO. It was really piqued my interest in anything paranormal it was from that day on. It had me hooked. That'll do it. That'll yeah, do I mean, it. It had me hooked. And then when I got into really doing researching the paranormal stuff when i got older when i got into my 20s oh man it was it was amazing i was like well this is this is pretty goddamn cool i like this This i've always been on the ghost end of things more so than cryptids and aliens and stuff i like it all i mean i could i could research it all if if someone called me about a ufo or a bigfoot sighting, i'm there man (laughs) hey i'm not just a to what to to Ghost, I'll do the Bigfoot thing, the UFO thing. I'll do whatever. Right. They're different genres, but they don't contradict each other. It's just mystery. Yeah. Um, and the cryptozoology, I mean, that, that thing's been around uh, for a long time. There's just We see things we just can't explain. And it's one thing um, if you see something, you can't explain it. But if somebody else saw it, too, without connection or, you know, being of any kind of, you know, being relative to that person – I know in Alaska, um, some of my friends that, that were from over there, they said they would have dreams about aliens, and they would all have the encounter the same dream. I mean, that's just that's just that's totally cool. weird. Yeah, like everybody's having the same yeah, dream. Cassie had aliens come in her dream, associated with the Hinsdale house. I like too. two two weeks before Scott went to investigate the Hinsdale house, aliens showed up in her dreams, and we drew it up, and it matched the Hinsdale house layout. When we got there, it was crazy. You know, cool. I, I interview a lot of people. I do a lot of investigations of um, with uh, paranormal things and stuff over the years. And all my clients, I always ask them if they've experienced any kind of UFO encounter in their life. Have they seen one? Have they experienced anything? And, they're, and probably, I'm not kidding you, 85 to 90% of them have seen a UFO. In all the cases I've done, I, I kept count of them. It's it's almost every case. It's been maybe a few that weren't that didn't see anything that was a UFO or anything like that. But well, they did, they did a study, and I don't know the exact numbers. I'd have to look it up. But they did a study on people that have claimed to interact with UFOs, like aliens, and they did some kind of testing on you know how susceptible they were to being influenced by other people and power of suggestion. And they found that those people are way more uh, susceptible to the power of suggestion than the average person. Does that necessarily mean that their claims are false? No, they just, I don't know what, what that technically boils down to, but I think there's just more people that if they experience aliens, if they experience paranormal activity, they're just noticing stuff that other people may not or not talking themselves out of it, you know? Yeah. But yeah. there could be something psychological to it as well. It just depends on how you interpret the data, you know? Yeah, I just remember interviewing a guy. He was a 
he was a doctor and uh he lived in a, a old church rectory and he was experiencing some pretty high levels of paranormal activity and stuff like that and i just came out of the blue and asked him i said have you ever experienced a uh ever seen a ufo and he looked at me with this really kind of shitty look and he's like what are you what are you being smart i'm like no i'm asking you a legitimate question have you ever seen a ufo and he's like um yeah i have <laughs> and he was like he goes i thought you were like trying to be a smart ass or something i was like no i want to i want to know if you've ever seen one and right. uh, he's like yeah i have matter of fact i just seen one like six months ago me and my wife were on a cruise and we see one come out of the water out of off right off the stern of the uh the boat he said, we, he said we were out on our balcony and something came out of the water this ball light and just shot like super fast across the sky up into the clouds and it was gone he said but we were both looking at each other like he said it felt like we were the only ones that were that seen it he said it was so it, it was so quick he said the water like bubbled up like boiling water and it just shot out of the out of the water flew up into the sky he said it was like this orangish color light and uh it flew up into the sky and it, it was with incredible speed and then it was just gone I was like, yeah, wow. I definitely think they have like a hub underground or yeah. under the ocean. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, there there was like evidence that late recently that they've discovered that there's some kind of like underground system town set up that they've discovered through what like I don't know if it was lidar or some other kind of scanning that they're now capable to go into the crust of the earth with, and they're finding things, and it's like yeah. oh. Yeah, and then I, I think Nessie in Antarctica too. Nessie was seen, I think, this last week again for the first time in a few years. Really? Yeah. Uh -huh. I'd love to see that. I was intrigued with that back in the day with uh, in search of when in search of Leonard Nimoy when he's doing search of and he would come on about the Loch Ness monster. You know, Leonard Nimoy <laughs> had a Leonard Nimoy had a cool ass voice when it come to doing like paranormal stuff. You know, it was like ghosts. You know unidentified flying objects <laughs> right was, right right i love that damn show i wish i could watch repeats of that they don't freaking air them though i was like damn i love in search of he's like the paranormal david attenborough yeah i mean Leonard Nimoy was the shit <laughs> i liked him man <laughs> i did i liked vincent price personally oh yeah vincent price to all the old horror movies hell house and all you can't beat those movies man <laughs> I watched. I you what? Do you watch Vanguli? I don't. Not now. I probably did back in the day. No, it's on now. It's a new. Van, it's a new then no. It's no, a new Vanguilli's... show on um on MeTV. It comes on every Saturday night. It's kind of like what's MeTV? Uh, MeTV. It's uh. It shows all old shows from back in the day when we were kids. Now, see, I just do like a whole lot of rabbit hole reading. Yeah, I don't does. get to watch a lot of TV except when I'm falling asleep. <laughs> it comes on every Saturday night at eight o'clock and it does all the classic horror movies. Yep. All the classics. I mean, from... I don't, I'm not good with like, I've seen a few things like the creature from the black lagoon and yep, they play it. The blob. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of the black and white ones, but when it started to get like real, like thrasher and I'm not into those kind of movies. I stopped watching that stuff. I'm not into those kind of movies. I'll tell you what series I did like watching, and that, this is new, and it's on Amazon, is uh, 
the Blackwell ghost. Have you ever seen that? The Blackwell no. ghost? It's, will, it's like a, a murder mystery. You asked me if I've seen something, it's probably going to be no every time. <laughs> <laughs> I forget you got little kids. You're, you're busy. Well, I read a lot more than I watch TV. Like I've watched TV to fall asleep and it's usually a documentary. Or I'm still trying to learn stuff when I'm watching TV. So. Yeah, I mean, this, this this is a pretty cool documentary. I like watching it. Uh, I usually watch it with my daughter, but my daughter's off at college. I well, if it's a documentary, I will watch it. What is it's it? It's like a documentary, but it's I don't think it's... Uh, um, it's not real. real. Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes it out like it's real. Like it's uh, following a... Uh, it's like a Blair Witch thing again. Kind of, Pretending yeah, it's real, it's, but it's not. But it gets into a haunting, like a pretty, pretty stellar haunting. You know what I mean? Like things are flying around and uh, voices knocking, stuff like that. He's seeing things. It, it's pretty cool. I mean, it, it seems like it's real, like he's really doing a paranormal investigation. But its I don't think it's real. But Yeah, well, that stuff just makes me mad. Because I stopped even watching the Travel Channel anymore because it's just... The reality and that don't line up and it just makes me mad because it's like I can't believe any of it anymore because you could have faked this or done that or edited it in and I don't know you so I don't know if it's true or not so I don't want to watch it <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I understand I understand that for sure I'd and rather I, watch my friends investigate stuff than watch the travel channel any day yeah I mean I'm I can't wait to see something like up close and personal again it's been a while I mean I haven't seen like a, a shadow person or anything up in up close since Landon House, and that was man, that was twelve years ago, thirteen years ago, something like that. Oh, that's that is a while. Time. Yeah, I haven't seen anything like anything like that since then. That's and I've investigated a shit ton of places, and I still haven't seen it. I'm like, God damn, when am I going to see something again? <laughs> I said, but I must last... have just had beginner's luck when I first started. The last one I saw was at Haldeman Mansion, and that was like in 2020. I seen one there too. I seen 2021. Black well, I actually ran into a guy. I thought it was a real person, and then by the time I I, I walked into the room and I jumped backwards because I thought I was going to bump into somebody, and by the time I realized he disappeared, I also realized that he wasn't wearing clothing of this period there was only one man in the house it was scott and he was right in front of me it wasn't him that i ran into he was running alive on the other side of the room and it just happened so fast i'm like holy shit and all the cameras were pointed everywhere but where this happened i'm like son of a bitch i really mm -hmm. wish i would really like to know did i see that with my psychic abilities or would everybody else have seen it too if they were looking but i'll never know i'll never know I seen it on the, I seen one on the second floor when I was there. I just seen a shadow figure uh, past the window. If you know that big stairway that goes up on mm -hmm. the second floor, mm -hmm. I was sitting in that room in a chair, looking at that window, and a black thing uh, passed the window and flew up those steps like it went up two flights of stairs with the quickness. I was like, I freaking jumped up, and me and another investigator ran up the stairs up into the attic and. Uh, it was gone. I didn't see anything, but I seen it past that window. It went past that window really fast. I was like, whoa. He said, what is it? Dude, it was, it was a shadow person. I freaking got up and just started hauling. Jetted up two flights of stairs, and I, it, it was up those stairs in like a second. I was like, wow, man, that thing was really moving really fast. 
Well, the night we were there, the whole night, it's like it was messing with us like that. Like whatever is in that house, it, it does move around so quickly that it'll make a noise. And then you go to that room for that noise. And it's like, now it's over here. Now they just run you around sometimes. Yeah. yeah. In the hall to bed. Oh, hell yeah. There's a lot of kids and they like to mess with you. You know? We heard a man's voice in the kitchen and that, that kitchen down there say, get out, like really loud, like get out. I'm like, whoa, did you hear that? And he's like. That wasn't you, I'm like, hell no, that wasn't me. I said, get out. He's like, wow, that was really loud. I was like, hell yeah, it was loud. Yeah, Adam and I had to sit in there for a couple hours when Cass and her mentor were going around with filming psychic kids. We got plopped in there as the parents, like, stay out, but you can watch what's going on on monitors and listen in. We're just sitting in there, and I kept saying to Adam, I'm like, it's so weird in here. It's so weird in here. It just felt so creepy in that that old kitchen sort of room there yeah with the brick with the, with the brick in there right that's the kitchen the one with the little stairwell the servant stairs yep. that go upstairs yep. yep supposedly a guy got uh when i was there one of the guys that used to run the place got attacked up there supposedly uh on that stairwell right there no oh, really yeah this guy uh his name was doug he said he got uh attacked by something and left him some big scratches on his back oh from the back of his neck all the way down the center of his back. He got pictures of it. That was interesting. I don't know how someone could have scratched him like that. You know what I mean? Like he couldn't have scratched himself like that. Well, we were sitting with our back to that servant's stairs and, and going into that other kitchen, like the modern kitchen that they have in there. Our back was to that area the whole time. We didn't get scratched or anything. Cassie got a stick thrown at her out in the summer kitchen while oh, we were filming. Uh it just came out of nowhere. A stick just hit her. Now, I don't know if it came out of the tree up above, but later on in other investigations, the spirits have acknowledged it and even apologized for it. Um, but it, there's just something really kind of negative out in the summer kitchen area. And inside the main house, it's a different vibe, but that specific room, I was sitting there and I just kept smelling hay. There's some, and I kept getting in my head like straw beds back in the day when they would have straw beds. Yeah, yeah. Well, darned if they don't have straw beds up out in the summer kitchen, but I hadn't been out there yet. I didn't know yeah. they were there. Yep, they sure do. Um, but eh, it's it's a really interesting property, especially again more Native American stuff there. Um, as well as you know just the history of the Haldemans and their family. Yeah. yeah, the Susquehannock Indians were around there too. Yeah, they were. And then you got the stupid TMI. I always wonder how much radiation plays in paranormal activity in that area. Yeah. Yep. That place is cool, though. I'll I tell you what, I enjoyed it investigating there. It was, it was fun. Yeah, it's shut down now. Really? So, completely? Well, they don't allow paranormal stuff in there oh, anymore. Uh, they got enough money to start remodeling the place, and they don't need paranormal people's money anymore, I guess. They don't want us stepping around on their newly finished stairs and stuff like hmm. that. They took down that back big tree in the backyard and really, turned the, the, big one. the summer kitchen, I think was supposed to turn into a little coffee shop or something. They made all kinds of changes. Wow. Who did that? The historical society. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't think they would have did that. They yeah. I really think they would they were really down with paranormal people coming in there when I was. Yeah. When there. it gets you a whole bunch of money, it sure does. Yeah. Greed, and then, and then you remodel and you don't want 
investigators running around anymore. They they could mess up the the remodeling and that's bullshit. Because you know, if any people care about remodeling a, a historic place, it's us. Yeah, well, that happens at a lot of locations. So it's a good way to raise money. But once you start fixing up the building, sometimes they don't want you in there anymore. They they want a different reputation. You know yeah, that that happened to me. I, I I can say it happened to me too. You know. I, I was getting paranormal groups in the landing house and making him a ton of money on a weekend. And, you know, if it wasn't for me, he wouldn't have been making that kind of money. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he wasn't paying the mortgage and they came and took the freaking house. It, the bank took it. Oh gosh. Hey, we're yeah. going to get cut off soon. We're coming up on two hours. Just so you yeah. know. Yep. I'll probably end it at two hours. Yeah. Kind of late. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on tonight, Christy. I had fun. Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me again. And let's do it again. We got to get some of the uh, the live investigations out here so we can get them on and talking about their personal experiences, what's going on. So, absolutely. D must have had a case out there tonight. Uh, investigation. I didn't see her in the chat tonight. So she got like formally engaged today. So she oh, may be busy. Nice. Congratulations yeah. to her. She was engaged before, but she got a ring today and a proposal. It was a beautiful Uh-oh. video. Putting a ring on it. Uh oh. That's cool. Yep. She may be a little busy tonight. <laughs> yeah, she may be a lot busy. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks for uh thanks for joining me tonight. I had fun. Uh glad you called It's me always fun. I was like, damn, I hope she wants to come on tonight because I'm ready to do some stuff. <laughs> yep. So awesome. Yeah, I am. Thanks for coming on and uh we'll see you guys next week. Same Absolutely. time, same place. All right, Christy, have a good weekend. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, folks, that's it for tonight. We're going to wrap it up. Christy's got stuff to do, kids to take care of, and my ass is a little tired. So we're going to wrap it up, and uh, we'll see you same time next week, 9 p.m. Saturday for the uh, Saturday Night Frights. And don't forget, Friday nights, 9 p.m. for the Paranormal Journal. Definitely going to have some uh, good guests on, and... Uh, Next week, I'm going to have the uh, Mazajada family on talking about their uh, pretty uh, compelling case that uh, we did up in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. So um, definitely tune in for that. And uh, we'll see you next Friday at 9 p.m. and Saturday night, 9 p.m. for the uh, Saturday Night Frights. So have a good weekend, everybody, and uh, see you then. Time to call it a day They've burst your pretty balloon And taken the moon away It's time to wind up The masquerade Just make your mind up Piper must be paid The part is over The candles flicker and dim You danced and dreamed through the night It seemed to be right 
Just being with him Now you must wake up All dreams must end Take off your makeup The party's over It's all over 